0: Today's podcast is brought to you by DPH Biologicals. To unharness your soil's fertility to maximize yield, visit dphbio.com.
1: Welcome to this episode of Ag on Tap. I am Rusty Halverson.
0: I'm Sabrina Halverson.
1: We have a very, very special podcast for this holiday season. Not everybody believes in magic when it comes to the holidays, but I do, and I know Sabrina does too.
0: I do, and this is my favorite time of year, and I want to set the scene for people who are listening. We have Christmas lights all over, decorations all over. We've got candles going. It smells like Christmas in here. And so we're obviously talking about something very Christmassy today.
1: Yes, that's right. We're going to head to a reindeer barn where it does not smell like Christmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are talking with Vern Hosselton, who is the first generation reindeer rancher in this family. And then his son is Kyle, uh, who is the current reindeer rancher. And we're heading up to Drayton, North Dakota. Quick break for our sponsor. Looking for an alternative to starter fertilizer? DPH Biologicals offers a competitive alternative for broad-acre crops without sacrificing yield. Refined across millions of acres, TerraTrove combines microbes, plant extracts, and algae to offer the most complete biofertility solution available. To unharness soil fertility and maximize yield, visit dphbio.com to learn more.
1: Well, first off, thanks for having us out. Um, appreciate it. Um, It was, uh, I guess, first, let's start where um, I was introduced uh, to a reindeer in person at the Ralt Farm in Fargo. And Sabrina uh, works uh, over there, a seasonal job. And that was the first time I'd seen reindeer. And they had told me that um, there's not going to be antlers because it wasn't the right time of year. We're visiting at the right time of year. And you've got all sorts of critters with antlers out there. First off, How many reindeer do you have, boys, girls, moms, little kids, what do you got right now?
2: Two babies that are three months old, Uh, two female mothers, two and a half years old, roughly. Uh, One bull that is two years old, that just is now in, uh, just showing up this the spring. One bull that is six this year, six or seven. Uh, it's been on the farm, born on the farm, uh, and then one steer that is about the same age.
0: So I want to get into the backstory a little bit because we talk with farmers, Rusty and I do all the time. And we talk with people, you know, who grow crops. We talk to people who have livestock like cows, but having a reindeer ranch is pretty unique. So maybe Vern can answer, how did this get started? How did being reindeer ranchers start in your family?
3: Well, we started out with a uh, buffalo we raised for 10 years, and we didn't have enough land of what we had on our property right now to handle a decent-sized of buffalo. So we sold them all out. And my wife asked me, what do you want to go into next? And reindeer came out of my mouth. And uh, my wife did a lot of research and trying to figure things out. And we talked to the state vet and everything. And they finally it wound up five years later after we got rid of the buffalo that we were able to get reindeer, the state vet finally allowed reindeer into the state, and we picked up two females from the party at Bismarck that just moved into the state, and then we picked up one female, all spring calves, from Plentywood, Montana.
0: Let me ask you this. You you were asked what you wanted to raise next. You said reindeer came out of your mouth. How did that happen? Did it just pop into your head, and all of a sudden that's what you wanted?
3: Basically you say that, it, just, <laughs> it, it's, 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 it came out of my mouth and there was no question about it, that's what uh, was
1: coming. Well, I was wondering uh, marketability, um, uh, going from bison because of space down to, to reindeer, how can you uh, how can you make a profit? How can you make a buck, hopefully, uh, by owning reindeer? Reindeer
3: keeps you busy through Christmas season. And also, if you've got a herd big enough, you can sell some, you can make pretty good in that aspect also.
0: So the reindeer that you have, from what I understand, you guys mostly go during Christmas season and show them as reindeer, as of course, we all know reindeer are Santa's helpers. So that's your season and that's what your reindeer ranch is for. You don't sell them for meat or anything like that?
3: No, no. we I'm still small enough yet and I don't know if I get big enough I never would sell any for meat.
0: Looking at the, the next generation of reindeer ranchers here, well... I think we'll start with, <laughs> so Kyle, how did you get involved? And is this something that you've wanted to do reindeer ranching?
2: Well, they go off as a story. It, technically I was the last one out of the four of us to get asked. So as a, <laughs> the number one and the, the, the good son of the family, I agreed and just kind ran, ran with it, uh, 20 years plus now later, yes, I'm hoping my end goal is for now my boys to take over uh... here in the yard in Drayton about a hundred head uh, i am wanting and have friends a friend in texas who is interested in doing it down there as well which there um... my goal is to have more acreage you know instead of our seventeen acres here in the yard up here in Drayton uh... if i'm with texas i'm looking for 1015 acreage and I want to do a thousand head down there besides and then travel Uh, the friend of mine that is in Texas he wants to do uh, a building size of super Walmart and then have people come to the yard year-round plus traveling during the Christmas time when uh, we follow the uh, the jolly the jolly one you can say yeah
1: yeah well, that's interesting. has anybody else tried something similar to that? microphone up
2: <laughs> not not that I know of um there probably is somebody around the states that's doing something like that i we uh years ago I've known of uh one person uh that was that time was going all over the United States and traveling all over with them uh running semis there again um I think it's a lot more paperwork, a lot more uh you got to have all your P's and Q's and your health certificates and 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 everything else and like I look at it as you get down to one state and there again you have somebody come to them or go out with us it's less paperwork.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about Texas, and then we are currently, we're visiting with you at your ranch in Drayton, North Dakota. We're about an hour from Canada, so we're really far north here in, in, the, in the nation. So you've got uh, two very different um, regions that you will be ranching reindeer in. What kind, of, what kind of weather do reindeer like, and what does it take to raise reindeer as far as environment and things?
2: All reindeer like it cold. Even, even here, they'll sit on the snowbank until it's gone, gone uh... it's just like uh... like us moving, migrating to Texas it's going to take you a minute or two to get used to the the hot weather and everything else um, I have talked to this gentleman, my my buddy, and we have looked at doing everything in concrete um and fans and trying to keep the building as cool as we can to keep the animals as happy as we can during the the hotter
1: months mm-hmm. I guess the question would be, what kind of what kind of diets do they have? Is it challenging to meet their nutritional needs, or is, is yeah, what do
0: they eat? Let's let's put it frankly, what do they eat? <laughs> candy Food,
1: canes? <laughs> <laughs> candy canes and gun drops. or? <laughs> not quite. Um We
3: have a was it a fourteen? No, we are different. Uh, we're getting a feed right now from uh, Sennex Harvest States that is pellet farm that has the majority of the nutrition they need, and it's also called a reindeer feed. Yeah. And sugar beet pulp is their main diet, and we give them some alfalfa to help out a little substitute to throughout the winter. So their needs are not all that hard to take care of, and they uh, Jan feeds them a lot of apples, carrots, bread mm-hmm. just for treats to try to can't tame them all down so they're used to being around people and, and don't, you know, have any problems with them.
1: Um, so uh, reindeer is a ruminant animal. Do they, do they chew a cud like a cow does, that kind of ruminant animal? Or? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay, I guess I've never seen that. <laughs> Not at Santa's Village, at least.
0: <laughs> so, well, speaking of Santa's Village and having the reindeer out around people, we were just out there with them and they seemed very friendly. Um, are are they do they normally have a nice temperament or what what are they like in their natural state
3: well the majority of them here are have that nice gentle attitude majority of the time cuz they like you say John has taken care of them nicely to calm them down mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're they're p- pets not pests <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so it it's they're a nice animal to deal with majority of the time mhm
0: and then of course just like other animals, when you have to do something they don't want you to do, like my cat.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. If like, you <laughs> got to <laughs> give them some shots or something like that, yeah, they're going to resist you with full benefit. You know that's
1: it. Well, we're just, uh, uh, you know, we're at that time of year where you say the rut's going to be coming up pretty soon, and uh, management considerations—you've got to keep uh, keep them separated, uh, depending on who wants to be with who and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, we're keeping everybody separated so we don't have. Um... How you put this politely? Accidents. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: surprises w- w- surprises.
2: surprises or, or, or wrong genetics tied with the wrong. Mm. You know, we don't want anybody coming out backwards. Yeah. You know, uh, reindeer. They, the more white they are, the more inbred they are. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to keep away from that as much as possible, uh, and then there again, I'm trying to keep. Um, if I had two bulls in the same pen, neither one would survive because they'd be beating each other until they're both not living. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have people have learned the hard way. Uh, we try to separate my bulls and and cows or heifers, um, and uh, like my steer, I try to keep him away as as well with the new with new fawns. Uh, like you know my fawns can breed. Uh, at you know six months old but I still would rather not.
0: Let's talk about their antlers a bit. We're recording this in August and, and they're gigantic and they're beautiful and they still have velvet on them and they're very soft and then later in the year they will shed these and we'll be posting this interview up in December because that's the appropriate time for reindeer right? So oh, will, <laughs> will that be about the time that they lose their antlers? I'm not even sure what the correct te- terminology is here so.
3: It depends on your, your males uh, after they're done breeding, everything they'll settle down, and uh, they will lose their antlers before the females will. Uh, a female, if she's pregnant, may, may keep her antlers until she has the calf, or just before she has the calf. If she's not pregnant, she will gonna drop theirs real early.
0: And that's another thing to point out too, that the females actually do have antlers, whereas in other you know deer do not do not right.
1: Okay, so for the antlers after they shed them, uh when you I would guess you you've shown us some outside, you collect them, keep them. Um is there any kind of uh do folks want to buy reindeer antlers?
2: It's been a while since I had some in the yard, a couple of years probably give or take. It, yes, last I heard was it's $12 a pound, uh and you know a lot of them they use it for whatever. I mean, they are hard. Is say a
3: difference between a a horn, which is hollow in the middle, and antler is solid all the way through. So they are beautiful material for the art people that love to carve on them and shape them, whatever they want I know the way. I've had pens made out of them, and there's anything, the jewelry and everything else have been made out of them.
0: Huh.
3: And they're like a bone, right? Yeah, okay. just they, they're solid all the way through a bone, and it's, they are hard.
0: So what would you say I'm going to ask you, this is a two-part question, and it's for both of you. What have been some of the challenges, some of the bigger challenges you have faced as reindeer ranchers? But then also, what do you get the most joy from for being reindeer ranchers?
2: Weather. Okay. Traveling and weather. Yeah. No, terrible.
0: Yeah, because you're hauling reindeer probably in a horse trailer, I would assume. Something to the in a, effect. In a stock trailer. Stock are we, trailer.
2: In a stock trailer. And we are, this as of this year for 21, we are as far as Williston from Drayton. Down to Milbank, South Dakota, and in the Minnesota, getting into Fergus Falls.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is in winter.
2: In the winter, where it's nice, beautiful. <laughs> never <laughs> snows. The wind doesn't blow. It's gorgeous outside. 70 degrees. Yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> outside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. North Dakota winter. All right. Weather is a challenge.
1: So what offsets that? What keeps you happy about it? I always say the.
3: Uh, the youngest person I had out was only 105, and she enjoyed them just as much as a two-year-old was.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody likes right here.
3: They, they say it's the first time they've seen them in their lifetime and everything, and it's, they're a very unique little animal.
1: And that is one, for people that are seeing it for the first time, do they say, wow, I thought they'd be bigger, or wow, look at the size of their feet? What surprises people the most? because it struck me their feet is like pretty wide, so they can walk in snow, get around there, and uh, a smaller body I would imagine is more efficient, especially in cold climates. Would that be right? Maybe.
2: Uh, there, yeah, uh, I don't want to answer. It. Yes, the body size um, where Oli would be is my would be the, as a steer. He's a bigger animal all the way around. What people are most used to. Um, and you pull out the females, they are smaller, and everybody kind of goes, gee, they're so small. Um, the only thing that helps them, you get into the mountains of, like, Norway and Sweden and up in the Alps and stuff, there's three layers of hair in there. The middle one is a hollow hair to give you that extra ins- insulation. Since why they're sitting on a snowbank, you know, at 60 degrees in the springtime, and
3: we're walking around in shorts, and they're they're kind of sweating so. And they are designed like their legs will shut down slow down the flow of them so to keep them just from freezing to conserve energy.
1: Mm-hmm. What's the coldest weather around here that they've you know they got a barn it's not like they're out in the open and stuff like that but what what are some of the coldest tempers temps you've, you've seen that you've had them where it doesn't see the, seem to bother them a bit?
2: 30 plus below zero they're right? outside they're come running when it's feed time they don't care. I, I mean, I do it 30 below zero. I mean, I like it cold, but 30 below zero with a negative 60 windshield. It's, yeah, I really don't want to go outside. But they don't care. No, they, they then they're outside more.
3: Mm-hmm. Really? In
2: comparison to, what are we, 85 degrees and Hewitt, where they're sitting in front of the fans trying to stay cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I think my final question would be, are you glad that it was reindeer that came out of your mouth when you were asked what you wanted to raise next?
2: It's been
3: a unique challenge to keep everything going, and it is fun just to see, see the people enjoy them. And I had an untouched photo one time that disappeared on me. The caption on it, reindeer really do fly. All four feet were off the ground, and he, he was running to the pasture.
1: Hmm. Really?
0: Hmm. <laughs> is that is is that nice to have something so fun and unique to pass down to your children too? Probably.
2: <laughs> I mean, they are. I'm gonna get their ages wrong, and I'm good at that. Not eleven and nine, and you know, they're they're. I'm trying to get them more into it. Um, where when I started, I was sophomore in high school, junior. they we're able to pass down a lot more information that we what we have done wrong. Mm-hmm what you do not do mm-hmm. um, and now as uh, things have gotten better uh, tool wise equipment wise everything else you're able we're able to help them you know grow this herd like I want to and to be able to come out with a good outstanding herd in for the state.
0: Another word from our sponsor. Looking for an alternative to starter fertilizer? DPH Biologicals offers a competitive alternative for broadacre crops without sacrificing yield. Be sure to check out our interview with DPH Biologicals to learn more about their complete biofertility platform, TerraTrove, To unharness soil fertility and maximize yield, visit dphbio.com to learn more.
1: Sabrina, one of the reasons I liked talking with Vern and Kyle was that they're just people like us reindeer are magical but they have reindeer on their reindeer ranch not santa's reindeer but they love reindeer enough that they take care of them so well
0: they do. And, you know, the other thing that uh, I enjoyed so much, We it's December now as we're recording this, but when we did that interview, it was August. Now, again, we've gone through a few months, and I follow them, their reindeer ranch, on Facebook, and I see all the places where they're going with the reindeer, and it seems like they just really love sharing the reindeer with other people through this season, and I think that that is really magical.
1: And that's why we wanted to share their story with you on this podcast of Egg on Tap. I'm Rusty Halverson.
0: I'm Sabrina Halverson. Thanks for listening.